Welcome to the Happily Healed Mom podcast, episode one. I'm your host, Alisa May from happilyhealedmom.com. And in this episode, episode one, I want to discuss three ways you can be a more loving mom. So let's get started. Okay, so there's no secret that moms are awesome and that we wear a lot of hats, right? So now, not only are we, you know, moms, but we're, we may be spouses, sisters, uh, pillars of the community, full-time employees, things of that nature, and it, the list grows bigger than my arm. I'm telling you, we have so many hats. But when you put on a hat that you didn't ask for, the survivor hat, right, then things seem to get a little bit um, shaky. And that's because we experience things as survivors. So we may experience uh, uh, depression, anxiety, triggers, things that you know affect our day-to-day, uh, the way we parent, uh, the way we function, things like that. And it can really take a toll on being a parent. And so I'm gonna offer three ways to uh, you know, you could be a more loving mom. But um, the first thing I want to say is to put the mask on yourself. That's the first tip. Put the mask on yourself because you cannot give from an empty cup. And, you know, when you have the functions of your day-to-day and you are a survivor, you know, that's a lot to take on. And you can't, you know, you can't recharge if you're always on the go, if you're always taking care of everyone else, we, we as moms, we like to say, Charles, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for myself. I have to take care of my family. This is my legacy. This is what I have to put into it. And I don't have time to slow down, right? We like to think that we don't have time to slow down. But here's the thing. You cannot, you know, if you look at it from this perspective, let's put it this way. Say you're on a plane and the plane's about to go down and you're with your child, God forbid, but let's just look at it this way, you know, the mask come down. Who do you put the mask on first? You put the mask on yourself first, right? Because you can't safely navigate your child off that plane if you have not taken in the proper oxygen to navigate him off, him or her off that plane, right? So you have to think of life in that same perspective. It's like you cannot, you know, navigate your child to, you know, to success if you aren't taking care of yourself. How are you going to be here for your child? How are you going to have the strength for your child if you are not taking care of yourself first? You cannot give from an empty cup. You have to fill your cup up and then give, you know, the the rest of it to them. Like, after you have a lot and your cup is flowing over, then you can give. But you cannot give from an empty cup. You cannot give from an empty well. And so you have to replenish yourself and then move forward to taking care of those you love. And um, that's how it has to be. And I know it's hard. It's not easy at all. But start small. Even if, let's say you have a trigger one day and you really need to gather yourself. You, uh, if you have a spouse, a mother, someone who can handle your little one or your, your um, you know, or your teenager, whoever, you know, who can look after themselves, you know, take that time for yourself. Take that time after work or take that, that 
10 minutes that you were going to cook food and order out or maybe, you know, get someone else to cook for you. Do it that way. Start small. You don't have to go big. You don't have to, you know, do something that is very uncomfortable for you. Maybe you want to enter into therapy. Start small. Go once a week. Go once every two weeks. You don't have to invest so much over time. It will grow. But start small. We get so intimidated by the idea of just starting because we start to think about all the things that can go wrong without us, right? (laughs) But the reality is if we're not here in the long run, then things will go wrong. And so you have to think about it from that perspective. The second thing I want you to think about is the fact that you care enough. So I want you to keep caring. I want you to keep giving a damn, right? So The fact that you are listening to this podcast, the fact that you want to pursue recovery, the fact that you want to break the cycle of child abuse, it says a lot about you. It says a lot about the people that you care for, and it it will happen. Will it happen overnight? No. But will it happen gradually? Yes, it will. And, you know, we want to see, especially the millennials, (laughs) we have this thing, we're in the digital age, we're so used to having everything right away, right? Um, so I like to say it's aesthetically, um, what did I say? It's aesthetically, uh, challenging for us when we don't see something, you know, right away, you know, it's, it's challenging because we start to say, I don't see it. So it's not real. It's not happening, but change is so, it's so, how can I say it? Change is so secretive, right? Um, it's, it's happening. It's just that it's so secretive. You won't know it's happening until you see the results you want, right? And it's like miracles. That's why we say, oh, it's a miracle. But no, it's just process. <laughs> it's just process. It's just the process of time. You can't, you know, do it like, you know, be a good mom this day or, you know, care about yourself this day and then Next week, you're like, oh, I don't really want to do this. It's like working out at the gym. You want to, you know, you say, I want to be fit. I want to be fit. But you only work out once every two months. Like, that's not going to happen. It's not going to work out. You're not going to see the change you desire. So you have to, you know, keep it intentional and keep it constant for it to change. And that's that's also what you give it a damn. Because once you give a damn, you're going to seek out ways to you know, be a better mom, uh, break the cycle of abuse, pursue recovery. You're going to figure these things out. You're going to want to know more. You're going to seek it out. And once you seek it out, you're going to find it. And once you find it, you'll be able to implement it. And once you implement it, you'll start seeing the change. Like I said, will it happen overnight? No. But will it happen? Yes, it will. It's all a part of the process. Call it a miracle if you want. Uh, call it whatever you need to call it, but it's the process of time. You have to give it time. You have to keep giving a damn. The third thing is you have to listen to your child's needs and wants. I know for a lot of us mothers who are um, moms of the younger children, so my son is five. He just turned five. My daughter is two. Um, So if we have like toddlers and stuff like that, it's much easier for us to tell ourselves that they don't know what they need yet. We don't need to listen to them as much as we think we do, Um, but that can be farther from the truth. We need to listen to our children. Uh, Point blank, period. There's no way around it because here's the thing. They do know what they need and they do know what they want. 
and they express it every day. You know, like when they were babies and the doctor used to say, oh, if they're crying, then they may have a soiled diaper or they may be hungry. Like they knew what they knew what they needed from the birth. And it's amazing because as they get older, they, they just learn more. They just express themselves differently and they just try to tell you what they need and what they want. And we take it as, oh, you're just having a tantrum. But no, our children are expressing things to us and we need to learn to listen. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so for my son, he said to me, um, when he was three years old, he said to me, um, I used to scream at him all the time. I'm so guilty for screaming. I'm a screamer, but, um, I I don't like to hit kids. I just like to scream. I, I don't know why it's just weird, but, um, yeah, I, I like to talk, talk, talk till I'm blue in the face, but my son, he was three at the time and. I used to always scream at him to listen, and it would never work, but I just kept screaming. I don't know why. And so he said to me, he said, Mom, why are we screaming? Why can't we just talk about it? (laughs) And I said to myself, oh, my God, like, he just checked me. (laughs) So I said, okay, you want to talk about it? Okay. And so from that moment on, we talk about it, even when he's acting out and, you know, he's being rebellious. I hit him with his own stuff. I say, Corbin, you know, you told me we could talk about it. Can we just talk about it? And he, you know, he has to give in because those are his own words. He can't not give in. So we talk about it and it calms him down much faster. And so from that moment on, I realized children know exactly what they need. Um, my daughter, she's two. She's a bit different. Uh, she's a bit of a terrible two. And so trying to talk with her or even get her to sit down for two minutes for me to talk to her. Uh, it's just not happening. She's very curious and she likes to roam around and explore. So I try to use that to my advantage and it just distract her with things that she may like. So if she's doing something she shouldn't be doing and I'm trying to get her to stop, then I'll see something that she may like and I'll pick it up and I'll try to distract her. And a lot of times it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And I just have to, like, try to get her to understand that she can't be doing what she's doing. And like I said, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But it's a process. We have to just trust the process and keep learning from our children and keep using our intuition, knowing that things are going to change. We just have to figure it out. And we don't know everything. And I don't know everything. And... I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being a student of life, you know, because at least I'm trying to figure it out. Um, A lot of people, they don't care enough to figure it out, and that's not good. That's because it it just, it's just not good. I'm not going to get into that right now, but (laughs) it's just not good. So that's just the three tips I wanted to give you today. Put the mask on yourself. Stop giving from an empty cup. The fact that you're feeling depleted every day and you're just like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. I don't even want to make dinner for the kids. Like, if you can feel that, you know, then you know you're not taking care of yourself as you should be. And don't feel guilty for it, um, but start to look for ways to change it. The second thing, again, is to keep giving a damn, keeping that fire in your belly to know that things will change, but it takes time and that you're going to do whatever it takes to get there. That's a good first step. 
And the third thing is to listen to your child's needs and wants because they do know what they need and they do know what they want. We just have to be open-minded to listen to it and to um, figuring it out. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have, please subscribe and share it out on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like, please head over to my uh, blog. It is happilyhealedmom.com forward slash blog and check out uh, EP1 podcast, EP1. Uh, I should have like a short little snippet of this podcast. You can comment under it below and let me know what you think. I think you could also comment on iTunes. I'm not quite sure. This is the first podcast. I just got on iTunes. I'm already super stoked for that. But um, I think you can comment. If you can find a comment section, you can comment or rate this podcast. I think it is. Rate it and let me know what you think. Also, um, head over to happilyhealedmom.com. I have a free six day challenge to overcome the fear of parenting as a mom survivor. I would love for you to join in on the challenge and uh, just let me know what you think. Let me know how it's going. Until next time, take care and remember, ooh, remember uh, that a healed mom is a loving mom and that you can break the cycle of child abuse. Till next time, I would like to say I wish you the best and see you later.